Welcome to the SLP Stress Management Podcast, your place to manage stress, reduce the risk of burnout, and find more balance in your life in and out of being an SLP or being a helping professional, maybe just being a human. I'm your host, Jesse Andrix, and in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing some myths and misconceptions about mindfulness. Mindfulness, right? Like, that's a word we hear a lot. It is pretty mainstream these days. There are apps and shows, and your mom might call you up to chat about an article she read that talks about practicing mindfulness. You might even have your boss recommending mindfulness, even when it seems really impossible to do. And even with this, there are still a lot of misconceptions and myths when it comes to the term mindfulness. So you may have heard someone talk about these, or you might have had a thought pop up in your mind when you go to do a practice or you read about one. Kind of those cynical comments or those criticisms of it or the questioning of what is this mystical practice all about? Because mindfulness can still seem kind of out there. Like some thoughts or comments bring up images of sitting on a mountaintop in silence or carrying around a pocket full of various crystals. And some just think of someone sitting and meditating for like 10 hours a day. And hey, no offense, like I do like some of these things, right? But I also find them not always realistic or something that's more like for fun than necessarily science backed. And you know, 10 hours a day of meditation, like I'm just not sure that is possible. So mindfulness is not necessarily this way. Mindfulness by definition is paying attention on purpose in the present moment and without judgment. That's it. So with that being said, there are still a lot of misconceptions and myths about what mindfulness really is. So I want to break down a few myths about mindfulness and give you the truth behind them. So here's the first one. It's too woo or new aged. So mindfulness might seem like a new age or woo thing that does have to involve like a lot of mystical concepts or like card readings or crystals or that it's all about transcendence. But it doesn't have to be this. And at its core, it's really none of these things. And again, Like, I love playing around with a lot of these, and I do not judge you if you use these as a daily practice and as part of your mindfulness, but this is not what mindfulness is. And as far as being new aged, while it might seem like it kind of just like popped up as this trend, you know, in the last few decades, especially now, um, and maybe even like, you know, this mystical trend. Mindfulness is based off of ancient practices that are rooted in yoga, which is 5,000 years old, or Ayurveda, or Hinduism and Buddhism, long before it became a woo and new age transcendental experience. Which brings me to our myth number two. It's a religious practice. 
this is a big one that um, when we hear mindfulness and, and a lot of times specifically with meditation that someone might say, that sounds nice, but I can't do that. That's a different religion than what I have. So is it a religious experience, a religious practice? Sure, only if you want it to be. So while mindfulness and meditation may have come from practices that had religious roots, and many religions have mindful meditative components like prayer, meditation, reflection, whatever it might be, like mindfulness as we practice is not religious based. In the Western culture, our mindfulness, the way that we know it, it's non-religious and it's a science-backed practice that's designed to help you reduce the effects of stress and build resilience to them by focusing in the moment and without judgment to how you are doing and what you are experiencing. And this leads me to myth number three. It's not evidence-based and it doesn't work. So it's easy, 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 easy to fall into this myth. And this is one you might hear from a lot of naysayers, or you may even have this thought in the back of your mind. Like when it's not a tangible thing or a physical practice where you can see the results from it, it can be hard to know if it's working. And I feel like every SLP is with me on this one. And it can be easier to say it's not a real thing. There's no evidence behind this. It doesn't actually work. I felt this way a little bit with some of the components of it. And, and really, I wondered about this for a very long time, especially when I was a new SLP and was trying to dive into this and thinking, is this just kind of some woo like field that I'm going off into? Because I was so used to, you know, being a new SLP, having been in grad school, with grad school drilling that research part of EBP, of evidence-based practice. Then I wondered, where is the research that shows it works? Well, luckily over the past decade, and even more in the last few years specifically, there has been more and more research to show that mindfulness practices help you manage stress for the long term and build resilience to it so it doesn't stick with you or take as long to recover from those stressful moments, those stressful triggers that you have. And it looks at how the brain recovers and how the stress response responds to these mindfulness practices when they're doing the research. So the next myth that we have here, and this is a big one, it's that it's too easy and simple. Like how could it be effective if it's something that easy or that simple to do? And I gotta tell you, that is the mind flop of mindfulness. It is very simple. It's very simple. It is an easy thing to understand. It is also a very difficult thing to do and to put into practice. And it's even harder to put it into practice consistently in your day. So it's like when you're working with a student or a patient or a client on a specific 
goal or a task and they know they know what to do and it's not a deficit or something that is keeping them from doing it they know what to do and they can tell you how to do it and they can very well do that but they just don't put it into practice or they don't know what to do when it's time to actually do it especially if they're on their own it's like this if it was so easy to do it would already be part of your day that's kind of a harsh truth right there but it takes some time and practice to start learning how to use mindfulness and how to make it consistent once you do it's a process of learning And the last myth, it's only meditation and nothing else. So this one isn't necessarily a criticism unless you just really, you know, are, are not wanting to do meditation. But this one is a huge, huge misunderstanding. Meditation is wonderful and it, it is a science-backed huge help for managing stress. And it is a mindfulness practice, but it is not the only mindfulness practice. I will say that most of the time when you are reading about something like this can be interchanged with meditation or when you hear about a mindfulness based practice that a lot of the time it does involve meditation but it absolutely doesn't have to be the only thing that you are doing or involve meditation as far as a formal seated practice at all. Mindfulness can be used in any moment and with anything. Meditation is just one of the most common and like set standard ways to practice. But you could be mindful while doing the dishes or running or drinking your coffee or journaling or whatever it may be. If you are bringing awareness to it and you're observing what shows up in that moment. I have a bonus myth for you. And this one is a bonus because it's not really a myth at all. I love this one. So your bonus myth is that it's trendy. That mindfulness, meditation, yoga, self-care, all of those things are just trends. That they are trendy right now. And I would go ahead and say, yes, very true. They are trendy right now, but it doesn't mean that they don't work. In fact, they're trendy not because they are just a fad or like a frivolous thing, but because they are so very needed with all that each of us continue to face and have more to face each day. So these are practices that have been studied right and and the more that we see that and the more that we know about them the more that we hear about how they work for these things that we are facing and these things that we are struggling with so yes they are trendy they are buzzwords they are things that we are hearing about a lot and that is because they work so there you go myths busted 
And if you're looking to dive even deeper into mindfulness, I hope you'll join me in the upcoming workshop, What is Mindfulness? on February 24th. This is part of the Resilient SLP monthly workshop series, which is an ongoing workshop series or membership where every month we get together and we talk about um, and learn about these aspects that help us manage our stress, that help us grow more resilient to it, whether it is a webinar or a workshop or maybe a movement and yoga practice. This month, it is all about mindfulness. So if you sign up for the Resilient SLP series, you automatically get this workshop and any of the ones moving forward, as well as any workshops that have already been held. If you'd like to join in on just this one to learn more about mindfulness, you also have that option as well. You can find out more info at jessieandrix.com and click on the link for the membership, or you could click on the Resilient SLP below. So now that you have a few more insights into what mindfulness is and what it is not, I would love to hear your thoughts. What is the biggest myth that you have been believing or hearing when it comes to mindfulness? Leave a comment below, share it with me on Instagram, or send a message to jessie at jessieandrix.com. Thank you so much for being here. Love and light to you. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of tired of simply managing stress. So if you constantly feel like you're managing your stress and you're focusing your stress and you want to, you will join me for this new monthly workshop series that's launching soon. So join me for the Resilient SLP, a non-stop, but the effects of it and the way that it sticks with you can be lessened through resilience. In the Resilient SLP, you'll get schedules to bringing more mindfulness into your workplace itself to things like yoga practices and meditation. And you'll have the opportunity, depending on the workshop, to earn professional development hours, either for ASHA or even for Yoga Alliance. Find out more at the link below or at jessieandrix.com slash the-resilient-slp-monthly-workshop-series or just click the link below. Look for the Resilient SLP starting soon. I can't wait to have you join.